Hello humans and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber and today is November 19th, 2020. I hate days like this. I hate days like this with a burning fiery passion and I just, I, I don't, it's very hard for me to accept that this keeps happening. As some of you know and others maybe don't, I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder a truly debilitating mental and physical health condition that is outrageously misunderstood, if not understood at all, is not treated, does not have great treatment, and just is extraordinarily pervasive. And it's just one of those things that people just aren't doing enough about, you know, added to the list. And my husband, Thomas, also has complex post-traumatic stress disorder. So we are a disaster. And I am sorry if at any point on this show I tried to make us seem in any way worth, uh, I don't know, emulating. If I tried to set us up as particularly functional or having good lessons. We have skills, okay? He is really good at being curious and compassionate towards strangers and being able to coach even the most mentally ill of people through some very difficult mindset shifts. But at the same time, he still has a lot of problems of his own. It's not one or the other. It's not that easy. And I'm sure that's true about a lot of other mental health professionals is they have a lot of their own things going on which is maybe why they're good at what they do because it's really hard to understand this depth of suffering if you've never been anywhere near it. Not that it's impossible, it's just harder. And for the last couple of weeks, he's been doing really well. And it's let me calm down. It's let me be more trusting. It's let me, you know, relax a bit and you know, I've been eating better. Um, and we launched a podcast together. And we've been really excited about things. We haven't had sex a few times. Like, things have been really looking up for both of us. But because of his maladaptive coping strategies around stress, because of his complex post-traumatic stress disorder, because of his complex traumatic stress growing up, because of the neglect, because of the narcissistic abuse, because of the chronic illness, because of all of it and more, and society, and the fact that he's a boy, and, 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 and. I'm not saying that he's not doing better. He just isn't okay. And for the last two weeks, he was doing really well, maybe better than ever. And I'm sure that that is going to be like a new, um, you know, it's going to make the norm higher because he's doing better. Um, but I don't know if he was just really convincing or if I am just gullible. But we just didn't do as well as I thought we had done. You know, we had made a lot of progress talking about a lot of things. He agreed with me on a lot of stuff. 
Uh, we had a lot of really good conversations, but this morning he disassociated again. And unpacking it really led to a better understanding of misunderstandings, the misunderstandings of what we're doing with the podcast. Um, I wish I wasn't this angry. It's just that I have been working with him on these parts, on these programs, and, you know, the, maybe you don't know, but, um, Essentially, when you go through long-term trauma, especially any type of trauma, but also long-term trauma, systemic, in-your-culture kind of trauma, it makes it really difficult for you to know what's true. It makes it really difficult to know what's good, what works, what's healthy. And in Thomas's case, pretending that you're okay had a lot of utility for him growing up. Either pretending that you're okay, just not talking about your problems, or for him, going unconscious. It's so hard to explain this. That's essentially why I'm doing it, because I find myself falling into the hole. I find myself in the, why are we even trying to get better? This is impossible. It's been so many years trying to figure out what's going on. And to hear from him today, to hear from his parts today, that he still doesn't feel like there's time for his treatment plan. There is, he still doesn't think that his health fundamentally matters. He still believes that when I am encouraging him and facilitating him to take the steps that he needs to to free himself of these limiting beliefs so that we can get where we need to go. He only hears the possibility that I'm only blaming him and I just I don't know I don't know how to explain this complexity that he just can't grok I don't blame him for the coping strategies that he has because of his trauma and his domestication and however you want to phrase that when you're young, you need healthy attachment. You need to learn how to emotionally regulate. You need to learn that you can mess up, but things are still going to be okay. You have to learn that there are people you can go to. You have to think that your needs matter. You have to get them met. Thomas and I didn't experience that growing up on a regular basis. We had very different childhoods, but we both didn't experience foundational strength and support. And Unfortunately, if you're listening to this and are a human, that might be true for you too. And that can make it really hard to trust people. It can make it really hard to trust yourself. It can make it really hard for you to think that you matter or that you're allowed to use your own energy to help yourself. 
Thomas expressed to me today that he's afraid that if people find out that he not only needs help, but specifically that he's going to be putting energy into his own health, that he's going to, instead of putting his energy into helping someone else, he's going to be putting that energy into helping himself or me, which is based on his programming, shameful. And he's being greedy. And he thinks that people will lose respect for him if they find out that instead of helping them, he's helping himself. He thinks, like I think, that letting people know that you're hurting isn't okay. And that needing help isn't okay and putting energy into yourself isn't okay. That essentially any time where you aren't giving is unacceptable. And so his fears are that if we let people know how much we're struggling, if we're honest with how hard all of this is, that nobody will respect us and we won't ever be able to work and we won't ever be able to get jobs. And if people knew how difficult it really is to keep it all together, we will have failed. And it makes me angry. One, because I feel that and I felt that and I'm still afraid of those things too. But it just makes me angry at existence that he's suffering that much. And that no matter what I've done, and I know that this is so self-focused, but I'm angry because instead of being able to work to feel loved, he just keeps working to feel like it's okay that he doesn't matter and he does matter and I think that going to therapy for the last year has been able to teach me that and I he won't go to therapy I don't I think he says it's because he doesn't want to spend our money on it and that is really noble of him because we don't we're it's just hard his intentions are amazing he's trying to set himself aside so that no one needs to notice him or help him with anything and he just wants to be able to do all of it but it, it it doesn't work like that like the world doesn't work like that and 
he tries to believe that that will function that he can do that that he can just push through and that he can just make it work and like I know about that because I've been there and my body is shut down several times trying to live like that but he can't see that we're not getting anywhere that we still live in my grandparents basement and we don't know where we're going to move next and that like even though we um, our real estate agent just yesterday told us about a house that like maybe we could maybe afford in a town that like maybe wouldn't be too bad. It would still be in the state. You know, it's just like I don't have the emotional capacity to handle those sorts of decisions right now. And I, I need help. And he can't handle things because he's not gaining in capacity because he's just oppressing himself all the time because he thinks that the way to help us is to keep forcing himself not to matter. And so he's trying to help me feel better, but I, it's not working because he's the one who needs to be working and he can't be the one who's making the money and doing the chores, and trying to be emotionally supportive to me while he is still completely traumatized. But I know I'm traumatized. He pretends he isn't traumatized. And I've been in isolation and unable to work for six years. At least he's working full-time, but the company is probably going to go bankrupt next year because of COVID and funding and how do I get him to sit on the same side of the table with me and look at all of our problems so that we can maybe solve them so that we can move forward together understanding that we like the cards are stacked against us I don't know if that's how that analogy goes or turn of phrase goes but we're, we're not we're not set up to win here you know, we can leverage all of our privileges. Like we speak English and he's white, you know, and I'm white passing and we live in Washington and um, I, I do have some family members. I don't know what to do about with that, but I, you know, we're not absolutely homeless. We have some savings. He has a job and a resume now and some skills and we just can't for the life of us figure out how to set ourselves aside and all of our needs and all of our disabilities and the multiple chronic illnesses between the two of us in order to be able to work enough to make enough money so that we can get a place to live that is not somewhere that makes accommodating ourselves near impossible. For example, living hours away from towns off the grid we could maybe afford that but oh my god am I not ready to do that I just I don't know what to do here and today is just really showing me that I keep thinking that I'm making more progress than I am and then days like this happen where it's like oh no like we've I'm sure we have made progress but we're still falling victim to the same mind traps, the same delusions, the same mental incapacities, the same pretending, you know, just the, all the same shit that sabotages us every time. This is why this is the 107th plan, the 
millionth thing we've produced. And, oh, this one's not going to work the way we thought either. Okay, pivot, 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 pivot. And it just, I, I have no faith in anything anymore. And um, I will be just as curious as anyone to figure out what we will try next. And what, if anything, will ever work. And maybe that's all that really matters, is continuing to figure out if I can ever find anything that will ever work. And if I do, I'll tell you. Catch you on the next one. Bye.